0: In first grade, I pooped my pants. That sucked.
1: Oh, I did that too. I don't remember if it was in first grade, but I did that at some point in my childhood.
0: I feel like I can still remember the searing embarrassment. And also, more recently, I pooped my pants, and that was embarrassing too. Was it
1: in front of other people?
0: Somewhat, yeah. My fiance was around. Okay. That was crazy embarrassing. It made me want to die. Just one of those those farts that turn into something. So it else, wasn't yeah. like
1: you were totally. It was like, it wasn't like a particularly extenuating circumstance.
0: No, no, no. It wasn't like it wasn't like a. I had the stomach flu or anything like that. It was like something was maybe a little bubbly in my tummy and I thought I thought it was a fart and it wasn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to I'm the Villain. So we've been having some very uh, intense and you know kind of sad slash (laughs) disturbing shows recently it's been a rough time and so we wanted to do something kind of lighthearted. we're going to go through the 36 questions uh to fall in love with anyone and we're just going to give mainly our reflections on whether we think these are actually useful questions to promote intimacy but we're also just going to like answer some of the questions for ourselves
0: cool so we I mean, yeah we wanted to do a fun episode um it's a hard world right now <laughs> <laughs> And we've had a couple of hard pods. And the reason we're talking about this is because many time guests of I'm the Villain podcast, Shrey brought it up as something that he does with people romantic or not. And I've actually done this with, with one person before. Have you ever done this?
1: Mm, I don't think I've ever done it with anyone in particular, but I've read the questions.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so we think it'd be fun just like, you know walk through the questions and like answer a couple ourselves think about why these kinds of questions made it to this list Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing um so i will just give a bit of a preface which is the same preface that they give in the article which we can leave in the show notes um and i guess like the idea isn't like you know it's not a magic thing right i think that's why they they changed the title that to questions that lead to love as Supposed to make you fall in love because i guess the idea is that it's supposed to like um induce vulnerability which then induces which is funny because which induces like the notion
1: that uh like vulnerability therefore leads you to want to fall in love with someone is hilarious because i can totally see answers to this question where you're like oh I don't know if I want to know
0: that about you. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> like, I feel like it's yeah, not unequivocally that, like, oh, and therefore I'm gonna like this person the more I know about them.
0: Right. I think that yeah. I think that maybe they should retitle it to like 36 questions to help you understand whether or not you want to. Right. Keep I'm this like, because uh,
1: yeah, someone could absolutely <laughs> be like, oh, at the end of this, like, don't want, don't want to spend any more time with this person. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Uh huh um so question one given the choice of anyone in the world whom would you want as a dinner guest do you have does anyone pop into your mind for this Mm, mm.
1: no i definitely have to think about it
0: (sighs) i think it's (laughs) i think if i were doing this with someone at this point i would be like already overthinking and like trying to come up with someone cool to invite to dinner.
1: Yeah, I don't think if I were designing this list, I would lead with that one, necessarily. Because, like, I think there's some Mm -hmm. more softball ones that require a less creativity. I actually like
0: question two. I think question two would be a better leader. Yeah, I agree. Right? Question two is would you like to be famous and in what way? I think this actually, like, says a lot about a person.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think
0: that for me, unfortunately, I think the answer is yes.
1: Wanting to be famous?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I would want to be famous.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: um i yeah. think a lot of my like most aspirational careers are, fam- are like ones that re- that come with a lot of notoriety yeah like being in a band or being a politician or like being a podcaster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i think you? i would
1: want to be famous and in, you know, only insofar as it, it it facilitates more um ability to influence people to think what i want them to think I like the term influencer because, (laughs) like, I I think that influence is probably good, assuming you have good morals, but, like, I don't like that it only applies to getting you to buy shit, you know? Like, I don't care what people buy. I care who people vote for and, (laughs) like, you know, what policies (laughs) they want to espouse.
0: That's a very altruistic answer.
1: Well, I mean... Especially because I think it is being famous is an altruistic thing because it sucks being famous, you, you know, right? Like, you can't go anywhere, yeah. like, the only benefit, I think, is that you have a lot of money. And like, you know, you actually have yeah, I mean, influence. you can do
0: sick stuff. You can go to islands,
1: I don't know. I feel like it's so cringy to have to see even people who are famous like do a ad for, like, you know, mint mobile or like skin cleanser or like, you know, <laughs> Oh, so-and-so <laughs> from Queer Eye has his own hairline now. And like, right. do you feel grossed out by this? Like, you know?
0: <laughs> right. And that's not something you're looking for for yourself.
1: Who wants to be like in ads for things? Because that's the primary way famous people make money, I feel like.
0: It's certainly the primary way influencers Right. And make so money. it's
1: just kind of cringy, I feel like. Even if they're cool, yeah. you know? Especially because, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. you must know as a famous person how bullshit, like, you know, the whole, like, whatever it is, you know, items you're, you're, you know, making these advertisements for is, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, I'm just, yeah. like, conning people into spending their money on this useless thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like this question. I feel like it, it gets it gets at a lot of things. And I like it way better than, the than like, who would you invite to dinner? But I know that, so the questions are in, are in three sets of mm-hmm. 12 and the idea is that they get like more and more probing over time so it's supposed to be a softball question the first one but i just don't think it's like yeah i don't know i i I feel like it doesn't prompt good conversation no but maybe i think
1: maybe if i had to pick someone for the first question like who would you invite as a dirty guest i would pick like you've all know harari because obviously i talk about his books nonstop.
0: yeah i would probably pick one of my grandparents one of my dead grandparents Mm mm-hmm Okay. Um, Before making a phone, this is question three. Before making a, a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what, what you're going to say and why? No. For me, this answer is definitely yes. I know the answer is no. For no, <laughs> I don't even read
1: my emails. I just hit send like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's incredibly chaotic yeah i think this question's fine but
1: also i don't even really do you think this is like an insightful thing to know about a person it's just like oh are you self-conscious or something yeah
0: i think it speaks to anxiety and self-conscious levels (laughs) which i think is actually a good baseline to have on Mm -hmm. somebody like how much for me i think this really gets into one of the things that i've been reflecting a lot upon myself which is how much i overthink in situations that i'm unfamiliar with specifically like when i'm like on a date or meeting someone new or at, you know whatever i feel like i need to be on top of everything and this is like this question kind of gets up yeah
1: that. the only thing that is sort of similar for me is i'm so bad at ending conversations especially on zoom if i'm conducting a zoom where i'm supposed to be facilitating something and then it's over like i I'm yeah. so bad at being like, "Okay, now you guys can leave." Like, you know, I always am like, "Oh, well, if anyone wants to stick around and chat, like, you know, you can." And then just like, you know, <laughs> it just, you know, and then people have to the onus is on them to have to like leave the Zoom and like you no, know, then oh, people Oh god, so bad. That's definitely my worst habit in that respect.
0: I'm very good at ending things, <laughs> yeah. I say. I've done like I've been in so many like stupid workspaces that I know I know the script of like ending stuff. Yeah. Well, great. If anyone if you guys have any more questions, you can contact Yeah. me at yeah um okay number four what would constitute a perfect day for you i kind of like this question but that's actually a good
1: question i think yeah
0: yeah i kind of like this one um what is like wait what what is the first thing that pops into your mind when you think of your perfect day
1: Hmm. i don't even know i feel like i've gotten way uh my perfect day i think is like basically the spring break scenario where i'm like in a house filled with 60 other people and we're all just like hanging out and playing frisbee and like that that kind yeah. of thing. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm pr- over time becoming a little bit more chill. <laughs> but I do like you know
0: <laughs> the numbers dropping from sixty to like well
1: 15. yeah. But I I do really like just like crowds of people around and not necessarily just like people I don't know like I like I I ideally people who are friends with me. But they don't have to be like my best friends ever. Like I I actually really really enjoy reunion type scenarios where you are actually have a good mix of people who are your who are your friends and then like their friends like friends of yeah. friends you know yeah i agree
0: i i i picture because
1: they're total strangers are not invested
0: yeah i picture definitely something like outdoorsy with some like nice views i love like some of my best days in my life have been getting away to a dope house on a dope piece of land with my mm-hmm. friends so i think that we're similar in that respect of like like being somewhere, whether it's on a beach or in the mountains and just like kicking it, playing some whatever and hanging mm-hmm. out. That for me, feels like a perfect mm-hmm.
1: day. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I think that it sort of implies that like, you know, oh, this is something that we should do on a date or whatever with a romantic partner. But like, I don't necessarily feel that my perfect day has, you know, wouldn't involve a romantic partner at all. <laughs> You know yeah
0: you know i was I was thinking about this the last time I did this, which for context was when I was like 23 or twenty four right like I, actually no i was in like I was mm-hmm. like twenty one or twenty two mm-hmm. I was in college um I definitely answered this question of like it would be like a romantic day, and it was has a lot of the same elements of like in nature or whatever, but it, now, yeah, now i'm I don't feel that way, but that definitely was how I approached it when I first answer this question yeah um number five when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else i kind of like this one i sing to myself constantly so like the, the answer is like i think 30 10 minutes ago yeah like i me. do
1: that i do that like all the time but i don't do it that consciously so like i couldn't name a specific time but yeah
0: yeah if you were able to live this is a question six if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which which would you want?
1: I mean, is the mind of a 30 year old that impressive?
0: I was going to say is the body of a third. I mean, I guess like the body of a 30 year old versus a nine versus a 90 year old is huge. Right. Different. Like,
1: like the the, the um, body for sure. Like,
0: yeah, I think for me, it's the body. And I think that
1: If I were to phrase this question, I would have been like a 20 year old more so than a 30 year old because i feel like 30 is the new 20 anyway.
0: Yeah, i guess, but then i i think that you want the mind to be strictly a pro. And if you had the mind of a 20 year old, like that would just be not not fun cuz 20 year olds are ridiculous.
1: Yeah, for sure. me
0: it's easy, it's body cuz i like, you know, i'll roll the i'll roll the dice on mind, like whatever. And
1: like there's there's definitely people who there's nobody at 90 who i think has a good body and there's some people at 90 who think of like a still you know, have yeah. a good sharp mind
0: still with it in some way for Mm -hmm. sure and i think that oh yeah like i'm now i'm like thinking about what it would feel like to be trapped in a shitty body when you have a beautiful Mm -hmm. mind
1: Mm -hmm.
0: a young youthful mind Mm -hmm. you know and a body that couldn't Mm -hmm. keep up that
1: would be really sad you'd be so horny all the time and then not have anything to do about it you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: hilarious (laughs) well i mean i guess Um, i mean like
1: i definitely when i was a kid i was like i cannot see myself. You know, when I was like a teenager or something, I would look at like 20-something-year-olds and be like, I can't imagine myself ever being attracted to these people. And then it did happen. So like, you know, maybe when we're 90, we're just going to, our standards will just grow with us for all I know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? That's question seven.
1: Mm, I wouldn't say it's a secret hunch, but I definitely like have, I'm predisposed to like 70 70- five different you know like <laughs> arthritis alzheimer's diabetes everything so i'm probably gonna have medical and dying right. if i can that's what i'm hoping for
0: <laughs> well you went at this from a very medical route and i i was thinking about this in a, in like a voodoo-y kind of way not voodoo is not the right word but it's like i feel like i'm gonna die in like a car crash or something mm-hmm. you know i just I always had a feeling um but probabilistically i'm probably gonna die from cancer
1: yeah or heart <laughs> disease or something you know
0: Yeah, I have high blood pressure, so who knows what's going to happen there. Um, Eight, name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. (laughs) I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) We're both argumentative assholes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is that, so we have background on each other. It's
1: supposed to be an impressionistic thing, right?
0: Yeah, I think if if you were on a date with somebody, is this like purely just physical traits
1: because then it's sort of funny because like if it's something you have in common you know it's nice to have someone be like oh you have beautiful eyes or something but then it's like i also think i have beautiful eyes like and that feels a little weird
0: yeah then (laughs) i think it's i think it also goes to like the i think we're both really hot (laughs) (laughs) which i'm kind of into i guess i don't know (laughs) for what in your life do you feel most grateful
1: everything you know
0: Yeah, I was going to say, like, probably my friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just good people in my life.
1: I feel very appreciative of my parents. That's something that I have been thinking about a lot recently because, especially when I meet parents who are like immigrants to America and like their kid is like the first generation born in America, I feel as if so many people Mm -hmm. have really fraught, stressed out relationships because their parents put so much of that expectation on them because, like, oh, I sacrificed everything for you. You know, like you better do something impressive, Yeah. you know, and my parents don't have any of those expectations, which is so um like crazy awesome for me, because that would be so that's like such a common source of stress for so many people I know, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah. Friends, I think that like I've always been someone of a chosen family kind of mm-hmm. guy wouldn't be here without the people that have helped me get here. And I think like almost all the sick experiences I've had in my life have been like in part shared with or do you like because of someone else mm-hmm. you know that's a good yeah I, I think that's a pretty good question yeah 10 if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be i like this question why <laughs> i like this question because <laughs> it really tells like, self-reflective it's, it's like yeah i mean it's subliminally calling out the people with with bad childhoods and like giving yourself a chance to out hmm. yourself
1: oh really that's how you read it that's interesting I guess because I didn't yeah, have a bad I mean, childhood, I, mean, I don't you see had that a, at all.
0: Yeah, you have a good you had a good childhood, so this isn't how you're no. reading this. But for me it's like it's like, damn, I would change mm-hmm. a lot. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> and it gets I think I think it's gonna it's a good like this is if someone, you know, answers it um that has, you know, answers it honestly that has like childhood issues, this is a, a assured vulnerability moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean classic like if you if the person you're with makes you feel seen like that helps with attraction
1: well what would you say the answer is for you then
0: Got so many things i would probably have wanted more present and supportive parental figures
1: Hmm. but what does that mean supportive exactly
0: like i don't i I feel like i kind of had to go at it alone throughout a lot of my childhood like i didn't even like just for like coming to my sporting events or like my debate team stuff or like helping with my homework or even like applying to college like i didn't really have help for any of that shit yeah and i i felt like my um my friends talked about being able to lean on their like guardians for that kind of stuff and that's just never something that i felt
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: do you feel do you feel like you were were you able to lean on your parents for support growing up or did you feel like you needed to mm-hmm
1: yeah i definitely think i could i you know the only thing that comes to mind as to how i could answer this question is like maybe i would be more clean (laughs) i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) um take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible yeah
1: i like this question because i actually have this you know on the frisbee team we would do this on the van ride down which was like an eight To 10 hour van ride to go down to hilton head and that was like my contribution to the pursuit team is i would have everyone tell their life story but i like it when you have as much time as you want
0: yeah i kind of like the time boundness i think it forces you to pick what is most important to Mm -hmm. you yeah i like this question i don't think we should do it because of eight minutes of our pod time Mm -hmm. but (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah i like that question uh number 12 this is the last one in set one if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Mm. This is so it's broad. So broad. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind, which I think is like I don't know, I don't know what it says about me, but I literally was like, the ability to convince anyone to do what to do what I want them to do.
1: Does that include on a mass scale, like you say something in the media and everyone believes it? Yes. Well, that's like maybe yes. a little bit op, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah I mean they didn't limit. <laughs> I mean, me, I was you know? I was thinking something. Or-
1: I was thinking something around like public health or something like
0: the mm-hmm. ability
1: to, I don't know, like sequence genes, however, you know, like on command or something. I said that would then produce a lot of work for me. I, and yours seems like maybe a little bit more scalable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So this is set to question 13. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future or anything else, what would you want to know? I don't know. I would probably choose something. I would probably choose some big. I I know exactly what would happen. What I would guess or what I would choose as a true crime nerd, I would I would want to know what happened to Bryce Lispisa. Pisa. Who's that? Who is a a missing? He's a missing persons from California, and he has just a really really bizarre, um, a really really bizarre, uh, just like circumstance around his Mm -hmm. disappearance. And so yeah, I would choose that or like. A couple of other cases that are on my mind. I, I don't need, I I feel like I want to keep my future or whatever and like general like generally the future a secret because that's like what keeps things interesting. A for secret me. from yourself or um, from other people. So from myself, okay. like I don't want to know what's gonna mm-hmm. happen before mm-hmm. it happens, but I do want to know some of the big mysteries of shit that out that has already happened. (laughs) Like, just menial mysteries. Yeah, it's like
1: those questions that are like, oh, would you want to know how and when you die or whatever?
0: Yeah, clearly the answer to that should be no.
1: I don't know, but also I I feel like the pandemic has has reemphasized that the scariest thing to us, I think, is not the actual consequences of a lot of things, it's the uncertainty surrounding it. You know?
0: Yeah, that's true. Just like having no idea what's going there's on. There's definitely
1: a lot of people in my life where I'm like, I kind of wish that you had this crystal ball because I wish you could figure some shit out and not spend so much time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
0: like you've been spinning your wheels. Yeah, I feel now. like I,
1: I. mean, I feel like when you're in your 20s, you know, a lot of people who are probably in that same boat. And there's a certain part of me that's like, OK, let's just hurry up and get to the part where you actually figure out what you're going to do so you can do it.
0: Do you have, a, do you have an, an answer to this question?
1: Hmm. It's like it's kind of like I mentioned this on the show before, but I think it's some really early episodes like the DD complex of like, oh, if I, you know, I want to know if I do anything superlative, because if not, I'm just going to chill out more <laughs> and like, you know, read yeah. some books and take it easy, you know, because it's yeah, like if you have the potential enough. to do something really, really good, then obviously you kind of have a moral imperative to focus all of your effort on that,
0: I guess. But then you feel like so much pressure to like actually. But then it, it could
1: be a self-fulfilling prophecy, because if you don't know then maybe that pressure will actually prevent you from achieving it, you know? That's true. But if you did know, then that's not even an excuse you have, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number 14, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? And if so, why haven't you done it? Oh,
1: yeah, I have a good answer for this one. I would love to do any kind of like, you know, I don't know what it's called, but that thing where you have like a... Um, it's kind of like parasailing, but like, you know, you're on a surfboard or something and you have like a handlebars and it's yeah. connected to some kind of parachute. I don't know what that's called. Do you know what that's
0: called? Yeah. It's called kiteboarding.
1: Oh, kite. Yeah. I would love to do that, but I think there's a high barrier to entry because I have to find someone who knows how to do it, who can show me how to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think this is actually a good question, especially for someone like you, because you like you have a fair amount of cash and a, and like a lack of like you're you, I think more than a lot of the people that I know are not afraid to just go like do something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um so like yeah I think this is a good question for you. For me honestly my question is similar. I th- this goes to things like I would love to like get really good at yeah like at an extreme sport like snowboarding or surfing or something like that or the other thing that comes to me is like I really as a child, I've always wanted to travel to Italy. I just always romanticized it. And the, I mean, the answer to that question as to why haven't I done it is easy. I just don't I haven't had the mm-hmm. cash. But the other stuff, I mean, similar like, yeah, about barriers to access. Yeah,
1: that's, that's the stuff. thing is like for me, I Money. feel like I, I don't really have anything like that for real. You know, like I, I pretty much feel like yeah. I am very much living the life that I want to be living, generally speaking.
0: Yeah. This makes me think about how I mean, I spent a long time wanting to like snowboard or not to long longboard or skateboard like i always wanted to be the kind of person that that does that and then in college i just like taught myself and now i am yeah so i'm proud of that Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but it also shows that yeah like you like you're you know i always i I always thought like oh, i would never be able to do this and you you probably can you just need to do it and Mm -hmm. practice
1: i think that's a good one because i think that it does um really tell you Um. About how I don't know exactly how to phrase this, but basically like, yeah, how much are you leading the life yeah. that you want to live? And if you're not, like, why not? I think that's a very insightful thing to know about someone.
0: Um, I agree. I like this question a lot. For similar mm-hmm. reasons. Um, number 15, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life?
1: That's a really, really hard one because it then tells you a lot. I think it tells you a lot to know like what someone views as an accomplishment.
0: Yeah. I think this is like, this is a good question to get a, like a, a bead on where someone's like values yeah. lie, you know, about their contributions to the world. Mm-hmm. This question is hard for me because I don't feel like I've accomplished that much.
1: I know. I think a lot of people feel that way.
0: I, you know, I think for me, it goes back to like, I think I'm really proud of the life that I was able to curate for myself and the people that I've been able to surround myself mm-hmm. with. And I think that's kind of a cop-out because that's, like, literally everything. But that's what I feel like my greatest accomplishment is.
1: I think in terms of, like, a, for me, like, a more, like, stereotypical, conventional definition of success um, accomplishment. Like, I, I think, honestly, like, some of the stuff that I've worked hardest on was just, like, you know, like, papers in school or something. Like. Yeah. And there was this one particularly, like, I just really. uh did this like summer program one year where i was like writing a paper about international aid and i just put so much work into it and i think i did like a really awesome job and maybe i just totally peaked that day but <laughs> one of the things that i'm proudest <laughs> of because i think that's another way people often like kind of phrase this question as opposed to as an accomplishment per se yeah. is that i had this friend in high school who died of leukemia and she read this poem at um, a poetry. She was like opening for this poet who came on campus to give like a poetry reading. And I asked her afterwards if I could keep it. And she said yes. And then when she died, I read it at her memorial service that her parents were at. And her parents mm-hmm. had never read that, that poem that she had written. And it was about like thinking about how she knew she was going to die and her own mortality and stuff, and like they were really moved. So I think that's like the most proud I, uh, you know, something that I was most proud of because that was like a very impactful moment. But it's not necessarily a quote unquote accomplishment, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And that's also I think that like yeah, it gives people an opportunity I think to share to share stories like you just share, which are like just impactful things that have happened to their life. Um, yeah, I like that question. So number 16 what do you value most in a friendship
1: ability to take criticism (laughs) gracefully
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious Uh, I think for me it's uh, intentionality Mm -hmm. like trying to hang and being excited to hang Uh, 17 what is your most treasured memory oh Jesus do you have does anything pop in your mind for this
1: oh one memory that I have that I really remember a lot, it's not like a treasured memory or whatever, is I, I often like to ask people about their best food experiences. Um, and yeah. my one of my best food experiences was I did a couple days of hiking the Camino de Santiago, which is this very long pilgrimage through Spain um, where you're just like mm-hmm. hiking along. And a lot of people come from all the world to do it. And it's the day that I was doing it it was really, really hot, like hundred plus degrees. And we got to this Mm -hmm. hostel, and we, which is a, is known as an albergue in Spain, albergue. And uh, they had Mm -hmm. these like huge grapes, and they're like tennis ball size. And like I remember that feeling of eating those grapes, like it was like, you know, just now. Yeah,
0: I think yeah, like I think something a little more specific, like what's your best food experience or something, would be a good place for this question. I also
1: yeah, or lack specificity. <laughs>
0: I think it's it's meant to draw juxtaposition to the next question, which is what are your, which is what is your most terrible memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one that I I'm, I have mixed feelings about this question because it's like it's definitely gonna induce vulnerability um but i mean this is like this is trauma right, inducing, it's like a triggering you
1: know? question can be too
0: yeah um my most terrible memory is one that i won't share on this on this podcast only because it involves like people that i know that listen to this mm-hmm. podcast um but um i definitely have one do you have one
1: mm, i mean yeah this speaks to my not having a lot of trauma i don't have like <laughs> really things that are that terrible that have ever happened to me like you know i think i mentioned this before like most of the time when i have something even upsetting happen like my first boyfriend breaking up with me like i would literally just black it out and i just you know yeah and i have no memory <laughs> of it at all
0: <laughs> yeah you repress it all
1: i've never even been injured yeah. that you know that much. Um, so it's like i don't even have that memory of like i feel like if you're experiencing a lot of pain <laughs> that seems like that would maybe be a really memorable thing
0: yeah yeah you know yeah no i think that um i admire the places that this question is going i um i think maybe it should fall maybe a little later in the 36 because that's that's pretty intense we're halfway yeah. through so if you knew that one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living and why?
1: Mm, probably not. I feel like I'm really <laughs> doing pretty well, except for maybe I would learn to kiteboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I, yeah, I'm feeling kind of sick about where things are for me, too. I think that maybe I would, like, you know, just like go take that it's hi- Italian vacation that I haven't taken yet. But like, other than that, yeah, I'm kind of happy with the way that I'm living. Um, number twenty kind of amorphous. what is your French What does friendship mean to you?
1: I would be friends with anyone pretty much like I don't yeah, yeah, I, I like I think that there is a lot of like very specific verbs I associate with friendship. like who would I call if I was like, you know, you know, in the hospital or something, and like who could I rely on to help me if I had a debilitating injury or something? Um, yeah, but. You know, I also have friends who are not necessarily reliable in that way who, you know, you could just kick it with them, you know, And they're both fine. Like they're both equally valid, I think,
0: yeah. I think I have a similar answer. I kind of like i don't, uh, if it, it feels like this question is trying to stir like some kind of like deeper conversation about something that I feel like is maybe ringing a little cliche to me. So I don't really love the question. Mm-hmm. but but, yeah, friendship is dope <laughs> uh, twenty one what rules or what roles do love and affection? Play in your life. I like this question. Yeah, I do too. Because um, I think it like this is like kind of getting at love language. I think it's kind of getting, and
1: I think it gives everyone a- an opportunity to shine.
0: <laughs> and like, give your give whoever you're doing this with a preview of like, you know, how you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. I think, and like maybe some of the more like unhealthy ways. Like I I I and part of my answer to this would would be that I over rely on love and affection to validate mm-hmm. myself. You know, so. I think that's like a, a good bit of vulnerability to share. Yeah,
1: with I don't feel like I do that. I feel like I have um, like I feel like at the very beginning of my sort of romantic um, career or whatever, um, which started in college, basically, I was maybe like go- mm-hmm. doing some sort of like pendulum back and forth trying to adjust to what is the right amount of like um, investment where I can be like, you know, appropriately, like, you know, thinking this person is cool and special, but not overly so where it's just like, you don't want it to be codependent or unhealthy. And, you know, when I started out, I was not very good at being a particularly like caring partner and I had to figure that out. And then I think that like, you know, over time, I feel like I've gotten to a nice happy medium of being like, yeah, I think I know how to do that in a way that, you know, is is appropriately like you know makes the other person feel special and good about themselves, but not so where it's like yeah, I you know, I just went through a breakup and am I devastated about it? no, and I think that's in my book that's like a good thing, I don't think it has to be validated by feeling suffering and pain, you know when you end a relationship,
0: yeah, 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 no, I think that like I would my my answer is um like I, I trying i think these those th- love and affection should be abundant and not just like requisition to mm-hmm. romance on that i like have you know relied on those things in the past to really validate myself um and so there's like you know there's like there's, it's like a too much of a good thing thing you know like it should play as much of a role in your life and in, in your life as like you know um other emotions and fun things in life mm-hmm. I think. Um 22 alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner share a total of 5 items. I think um yeah I yeah I I yeah you know I think this is a nice little reprieve from maybe some of the shit that um some of the shit that you you've gotten into in the past couple questions. I don't think we need to do this, but
1: no, we don't need to do this. But I, th- I, as someone who is like my, um, not my receiving, but my giving, like the the love language I like to give most is definitely words of affirmation.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: this is, uh, you know, if this was with a romantic partner context, I would totally knock this one out of the park every time. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I think I do a good <laughs> job with this too. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm a good wordsmith. I think, especially with the with the positive stuff. Hmm. Hmm. 23 how close and warm is your family and do you feel like your childhood was happier than most people's
1: definitely i feel like my childhood was happier than most other people's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely not for mm-hmm. me and my family is like not very close and like not very warm but we're working on it what about you
1: i would say we're not necessarily like especially my dad's side of the family is like very waspy so not warm as warm as like I especially, like, I feel like a lot of my, um, like, friends, like, my, my ex-partner was Jewish, and, like, I feel like, you know, their family Zooms always felt very, like, oh, my God, like, you know, let's all, like, they're actually interested in each other's yeah. lives. My family, my extended family is definitely not like that at all. Like, you know, he would come to our Thanksgiving dinners, and people would just have nothing to say to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, my nuclear family, yes, yeah. but my, yeah, my extended family on my dad's side I mean it's so it's so different between my dad's side and my mom's side because like the Chinese side of my family is like so you know like wants to know what's going on with you and stuff and yeah my dad's side of the family couldn't care less
0: yeah this yeah I mean I, yeah I, I guess I'm down for the questions that like are digging into your family life because that's like an important part of who people are I'm um, 24 how do you feel about your relationship with your mother <laughs> this question's wild for this why why it's just like <laughs> Do you have mommy issues?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a good thing to know, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing to know. Yeah. Um, I'd say that I, I I would say more if I was on an actual date. I For me, it's a work in progress. Well, I, I feel like
1: you probably wouldn't necessarily. This isn't a first date question necessarily, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. If I was on like a, you know, I, I'm not sure what stage of relationship you do this with someone with maybe like on like a date nine or ten. but. Hmm. Um. Or maybe just like sitting around the house with someone that you've been dating for like less than a year, but longer than two months. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. No. I think it's I. You. Know, it. It encourages vulnerability. So I think that's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like besties of my mom, so I tell her everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Set three. This is the last set. These are supposed to be like the most probing questions. 25 make three true we statements each for instance quote we are both in this room feeling this is so silly
1: i hate this question
0: (laughs) i hate this question i feel like it would i feel (laughs) i hate it i feel like it would be i mean it's not impactful for someone like Mm -hmm. you and i because i think that we know each other really well and we can very easily make three true we statements that wouldn't be that impactful
1: but even if you literally was doing that like if you're doing this with someone who's a total stranger i still don't think this would be that insightful.
0: Yeah, I think that maybe if they added like a, um, your partner should respond to the we statements to say if they if they if they concur. Yeah, you know, like you trying to read someone's emotion. Because mm-hmm. what if you get it right, wrong? Exactly.
1: It seems like it has <laughs> a lot of assumptions involved.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Twenty-six. Complete the sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank
1: mac and cheese
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah for me this is these uh, the things that come to my mind are not deep and insightful it's like
1: my trauma like like, what
0: (laughs) climbing it's climbing or or it's like video games Mm -hmm. you know
1: and that's the thing is like i feel like a lot of those things you actually already have people that you can share those things with so it's kind of like not a oh and i want you to do this whatever xyz thing with me you know
0: yeah Twenty-seven. If you are going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important from him for him or her to mm. know. I I like this question, but I think it's I think these are ideas that have already been covered by the questions in the past.
1: Yeah, I think like this is more of, about explicit boundaries or something. Um. Yeah. Like I would say, like I don't know. I don't like being told what to do. Like.
0: Yeah, I I would say like. I like to kick it and I value someone who's present. Also, sometimes I'm a bad texter and I'm sorry for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: (laughs) 28. Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time. Saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met. Mm -hmm. This is like explicitly asking you to get Mm -hmm. deep.
1: And I feel like that's sort of explaining the joke in some ways. Like I feel like that kind of ruins it, sort of.
0: Yeah, I don't really love it but I see where if you are You know if you have recently met the person how this would be impactful Mm -hmm. like someone reflecting to you how they view you and some of the things they like about you in a way that you are not used Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. you know um 29 share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life
1: okay this one i think you should answer first
0: uh man i mean (laughs) so many um in first grade i pooped my pants that sucked
1: oh i did that too i don't remember if it was in first grade but i did that at some point in my childhood
0: i feel like i can still remember the searing embarrassment and also more recently i pooped my pants and that was embarrassing too was it
1: in front of other people
0: somewhat yeah my fiance was around that was crazy embarrassing it made me want to die just one of those those farts that turn into something so it wasn't
1: like you were i don't know like totally it was like it wasn't like a particularly extenuating circumstance
0: no 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 it wasn't like it wasn't like a I had the stomach flu or anything like that. It was like, you know, something was maybe a little bubbly in my tummy. And I thought I thought it was a fart and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can laugh now, but at the time I was mortified. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would say that mine I I went to camp at this camp where you're supposed to like they had these round tables and there's like, you know, eight people sitting at a table. And they served me. It was my it was my first meal at camp. I was like ten years old, and I just like wolfed it down. It was spaghetti meatballs, my favorite thing to eat. And I looked up, and no one had been served yet. Everyone was just staring at me in silence. Nobody was like, "Oh, by the way, Isabel," like you know, this is this thing that we do. <laughs> no, they just waited for me to notice. You know, that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, that's not on me. That's really on them. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 31, I don't... Tell your partner something that you like about them already. I don't understand. How is this different from the other... Yeah, X, X this question.
1: Yeah, Yeah. this is... Delete.
0: Yeah, this is terrible. Um, what, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Um, I think if you're tactful and are clever, you can make a joke about almost anything. About maybe, maybe literally anything,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I'm not going to say, you know, I, I <laughs> I'm not going to sit on this podcast and try to spin jokes that like cover problematic topics, but in a tasteful way, because that's a recipe to get canceled. But I think that my answer is you can joke about almost anything if you do it in, um with tact. But that's coming from me with someone that who is someone that I handle all of my trauma and all of my anything tough. I push through a lens of humor because that's how I that that's how I deal with things. I um, don't feel like there's
1: anything that's too serious to be joked about personally.
0: Nice. Um, 33. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? I have no regrets, honestly. I feel like I'm doing I'm a like, good job. Oh, shit.
1: I need to tell someone the password to my password manager or something.
0: Yeah, I even got that covered.
1: You do? Who did you tell?
0: I got an if I go missing folder. My girl has access to it.
1: Because, <laughs> is it because of your watching all this true crime?
0: Yeah, one of crime junkies, they're like, you need to make an if I go missing folder. It would make, like, if you ever go missing, this would accelerate your investigation so That's quickly. That's
1: so funny. <laughs> wow that's great that's great and you know what if you get snatched you're prepared
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you have do you have anything that you would regret not telling someone
1: i don't think so but like it's funny like i feel like a lot of people have had had sort of messaged me out of the blue about things that happened like years and years and years ago because i assume they're going through some kind of like alcoholics anonymous or something and like that's one of the things that you have to do um but I've gotten yes, messages, I've, I've gotten yeah, messages were from people who are like, yeah, I'm so sorry that like, you know, 10 years ago we were in this poetry class together and I was demeaning to you. And I was like, I don't remember this.
0: The person that did it to me definitely, definitely needed to apologize for what happened. So oh, OK. There.
1: And you feel like it made a difference?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I think it helped me let like, go of some of like the the anger that I was carrying for that person from yeah. high school.
1: OK, that's great.
0: You know, this is someone that like someone that like my my girlfriend cheated on me with him and then he like was like a real asshole to me about it and we had this weird like competition for love like and um he like threatened to kill himself if my girlfriend ever or if my ex but future re girlfriend ever came back to me and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so okay number 34 your house containing everything you own catches fire after saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why?
1: I feel like nowadays this question would just be like, oh, like my phone or my computer. Like, why would anyone say something that's not yeah. bad?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> if I'm like translating this question to reality, right, I don't know if I'm supposed to or not. Mm-hmm. If it's, but if this were a real life scenario, I keep my phone next to my bed, so I'm am- my phone's going in my mm-hmm. pocket, right? Like, I'm, I'm gonna have my phone mm-hmm. on me. And um, so my one item would maybe be my laptop or it would maybe be, like, my guitar mm-hmm. or maybe it would be, like, my PS4, depending on, like, how far I can get into my house, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't have some, like, big, wide, I don't have some, like, you know, super insightful. prize possession.
1: Question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not very object-focused, and I know that you're not either. Yeah. Um, so far, I'd say this back set, this last set, is not as impactful as I would like it to be. I see where they're going, mm-hmm. but yeah. 35, of all people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing and why?
1: My mom, for I think pretty obvious reasons. Like,
0: I think my sister, yeah. for pretty obvious reasons mm-hmm. as well. 36, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Not gender inclusive. Wow. Um, ask Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you, you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. How do you feel about this as a, as a final question? I feel like 36?
1: this should absolutely not be the final question.
0: I think this is going to sound pretentious, but like I think maybe you and I are not a good audience for this one because we know each other, but two, because I think that we're pretty forthcoming and not afraid to talk about our lives and who we are.
1: Right. Like any personal problem I have, I've already asked your advice (laughs) on it. Right?
0: Yeah. Like we, we already handle, we handle this and like, and it wouldn't be hard for me to do this with someone new. And I would definitely, like, I think it's interesting, but I don't know if it's, like, a, an amazing question to cap off the 36 questions that leads well, to Well, what
1: love. do you, do you have another question you think would be better?
0: Just, like, off the dome? Not really. Um, I, I'm going to scroll through, I'm going to scroll through this last set and see, find one that I think would be a better. I think we
1: should absolutely have a question in here about how do you handle conflict.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea. Like,
1: that how do is you, so how important, do you handle no matter conflict? What, whether it's a romantic, you know, partner or not.
0: Yeah. How do you handle conflict? And then, as a follow up, how do you wish you handled conflict? Yeah. Something about and, like
1: what ways in which are you trying? You know, what ways are you trying to grow as a person? I don't think there's an, anything about like personal growth in here necessarily.
0: Yeah. That's it. All right. We're we're in love now.
1: I guess so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I I uh, there's all there's merit in going through this experience with somebody. If you can find someone that will sit with you for like. Because we sped through these questions. If you could find someone that would sit with you for like an hour and a half and just do this with you, you're probably already like you've probably just by by nature of them being willing to do it. You've probably already found some some synergy there. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, if this is something you're interested in. Well,
1: it depends also on how explicit you are about like, this is what we're doing, because you also just could remember the questions and ask the questions.
0: Yeah. Would you ever do this with somebody?
1: Yeah, but I think that I would not do it verbatim. I would like pick my own questions and I would have. I think the life story question is like, you know, the one that resonates most with me. So I'd focus most on that.
0: Mm. I think a lot of the family stuff for me. Yeah. What would you change about your childhood? I think I like that one a lot. So thanks for going on this journey with us. This, This 36 question, give or take like five or six long journey with us. Um, let us know if you're in love with us (laughs) let us know if you've done this with someone and how it went shrey i know you're listening let me know if like if and how this has gone if you've like successfully pulled this off with anyone um you have anything to plug isabel
1: Mm, no i don't think so
0: cool as always you can find us at i'm the villain pod that is our gmail our instagram and our twitter otherwise
1: bye